candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Aw, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. Put it down with me. I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie. Roll for initiative. Uh, that is a thing you do, I guess. <laughs> because we are a Riverdale recap podcast. Too bad this wasn't just our life. Because we are talking about Chapter 39, The Midnight Club, written by Tessa Leigh Williams and directed by Dawn Wilkinson. Do, do you think Dawn had a tough childhood with, like, Willy Wonka superfans? Why would there be Willy Wonka superfans, and why would they give Dawn Wilkinson a hard time? Mr. Wilkinson! Slugworth. Uh-huh. If you're listening, let us, let us know how long you've had the name Wilkinson, and how much strife it's caused you. <laughs> let's, let's move on to the content of the episode. Yeah, okay. This is our long-awaited, long-anticipated flashback. The the majority of this episode takes place in the long-ago year of... uh, And shows the the cast of parents in their youth together at Riverdale High. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So, this episode, however, opens in the present. Mm-hmm. We are at the school, and we see that there there's game manuals everywhere in everyone's yeah. locker, and it's spread everywhere through the school, and our voiceover tells us that for every one that they confiscate, two more appear. Mm-hmm. Wizards of the Coast is finally uh, turning a profit. That's interesting. And yeah. not just on magic cards. Yeah. Uh, and apparently everyone is playing it. Mm-hmm. There is no... A uh, school stereotype that has been left untouched. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. They, they, everyone is playing uh, to the point where the mayor, Hermione Lodge, comes and talks to students of at least one classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the entire student body. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they can all fit in one classroom. <laughs> I don't know why they have the whole school, frankly. I'm just like, well, I don't understand why you're going class to class when you could have just had, like, a school assembly to do this, but sure. So she's talking about how dangerous the game is and how they shouldn't play it because it's, you know, dangerous. It's targeted at these impressionable, developing young minds. Yes, and, you know, someone's already died, and Jughead's like, hold up, are you admitting the game killed them? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) The mayor's on record uh, saying that Ben and Dilton were killed by griffins and gargoyles. So, of course, I'm like, where did it come from? We don't know, but it's out to get you in your young minds. <laughs> the role playing and the quests are just designed to get you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we find out that there's been now a 24-hour crisis hotline. Staffed by Kevin. Just in case. You'd feel like falling out a window or something. Mm-hmm. And if you need somebody to talk to. Yeah. About being an elf. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can describe the color of your lips to Kevin Keller. <laughs> so, yeah, they're told, stay away from that game. Veronica points out the big thing of banning something just makes people want to do it more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very true, especially with teenagers. So I just want to turn things around. Tell all of your friends and loved ones and family members not to listen to Sex Archie. <laughs> Tell them it's of the devil. All the cool kids are doing it and they're not cool enough. It, it, our show is harmful to young minds mm-hmm. and also old people. It, it drives them crazy. Yeah. All good things to pass on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Betty and Veronica are, are having a little chat about how neither one of them are playing. They don't plan to. Um, Veronica doesn't want to ruin her chances at making the Fibes 20 under 20 list. From her speakeasy <laughs> under a diner. She she is one of the youngest uh, entertainment moguls in upstate New York. Okay. Well, they are interrupted by a phone call from uh, our new creepy-ass morgue boy. Mm-hmm. The same old morgue boy. I think I still believe it. Who's all like, hey, are you alone? And so she puts him on speakerphone. Like you do. Uh, and she can't go 10 minutes without lying for the sake of an investigation. 
So he's all like, well, I knew something seemed familiar, and I found something in the archives. He he gives those files to Betty, mm-hmm. because Betty is now at her mom's, being like, hey, here's this case that Morg Boy's dad worked on. Uh, yeah, dad, sure. It's the same guy. <laughs> it's the same guy. See the truth. And Alice is just like, oh, hold on, I'm in the middle of my affirmations. <laughs> She's just like, look at it. There is a corpse. It had blue lips. Mysterious circumstances around the time you were my age. So she she gives her mother an ultimatum. I can either just keep on digging and find it myself, or you can just tell me. And wouldn't you know it, Alice says, yes? Yes, I'll tell you. And Betty's like, what? She's shocked. I'm shocked. We're we're all taken we're all aback shocked. at this forthcoming for you know maybe the farm's doing some good yeah yeah so now it's time for our story we travel back in time to when phones had cords and when Nona had Johnny and things smelled like Teen Spirit yes I think we're in 1991 that's the earliest it can be yeah Winona Ryder and Johnny Depp started dating in 1989. Mm-hmm. But Nevermind came out in 91. Mm-hmm. Phones had cords until today. Come on. They, they still, you can, you still can just get plug a phone into the wall. It's very useful in case of a power outage. Yeah. 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 Or like storms. <laughs> Poorly but, constructed apartment buildings. But here's my first problem. Mm-hmm. Because while we're being told that it is the early 90s, we're hearing... Billy Idol's Dancing with Myself from 1982. <laughs> it's a it's a strange mashup of the 80s and 90s. If that's like uh, setting a, a story today, and everyone is listening to Single Ladies and Poker Face and Boom Boom Pow on the radio, mm-hmm. those hit songs from nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, let's first remind our listeners that. All of our kids, mm-hmm. the actors, yes, are playing the parents. Right. So, so we are going to be seeing Alice, played by Lily, plays Betty. And Fred is played by KJ Appa. FP is played by Cole Sprouse, etc. All, all that. So we see Alice mm-hmm. in her Southside Serpent leather... Goodness. Yes. Everything's leather and black lace and and shredded denim, of course. Uh, And so she, you know, she's the bad girl from the wrong side with enviable hair. (laughs) Let's not forget that. And one problem, which is a positive pregnancy test. It's a problem. So so she's just like waiting for this pregnancy test to test Mm -hmm. in the bathroom. Finds out it's positive. She's just hanging it's out very with her upset. pee stick. And Hermione's like, let me just open the door on you and ask if you're okay. Like, you knock first. Hermione Gomez might as well be Hermione Granger, right? Like, she she's straight-laced, straight A's. Uh, she's in a Catholic schoolgirl outfit, mm-hmm. just because that's the right way to go to school, even a public school. Yep. You pregnant? You pregos? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, meanwhile, uh, future mayor, future ex-mayor McCoy. Uh, not even, well, future McCoy. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she's not McCoy now. Uh, but she's there. And uh, Sierra is drawing uh, End the Apartheid with lipstick on the bathroom mirror. Yes, Sierra Samuels, by the yes, way. Yes, yes, that's right. Apartheid was dismantled in like a long process between 1990 and 93. Mm-hmm. So, like, it still needed to end in the early 90s, but maybe that places us more in the late 80s because it hadn't begun ending? Maybe. I I don't know. Timelessness <laughs> of the show makes it hard to know. Well, Hermione gets to find out that this pregnancy test yes. is all because of an F.P. Jones. And everyone is shocked. <gasps> F.P., the all-American football star? <laughs> what? <laughs> With his own enviable hair. And, uh, well, then they're interrupted by Penelope Blossom. Blossom, Who slams her way in, demanding a hall pass, because Penelope's a fucking cop. Uh, so, of course, Hermione has her hall pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sierra doesn't. And Alice 
does not. She tells Penelope that it's up her ass. (laughs) So this then uh, makes them say some things back and forth, which makes Alice slap Penelope, and that's just a full-on fight. Yeah. Shoving each other into the bathroom stalls, grabbing each other's hair. It's great. The, The best thing is the faces, though. Like, Penelope slaps Alice because she's so offended. Yeah. Alice starts a fight because she loves fighting. (laughs) She gets this giant smile on her face when she grabs her hair and starts throwing her around. It's so good. Oh, we should talk about how Penelope's dressed. Yes. And how Sierra's dressed. So Sierra's like, I feel like a very late 80s, early 90s Barbie or like, oh, what's that show? Muppet Babies. The... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The one that was a sequel to Good, good Morning. So Good Morning, Miss whatever it was. Saved was by Haley. the Bell? Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I couldn't remember <laughs> Saved by the Bell. I couldn't remember the Haley Mills show that started it. But Saved by the Bell. She's so very Sierra, saved by the Bell. Yeah, she, yes. she's very saved by the Bell. Penelope is like... A carpet square. Meek Torkelson's. <laughs> Okay, she's like Torkelson's, but with like braces and the worst glasses I've ever seen. Yeah, she has yeah. pretty awful glasses. Um, meanwhile, mm-hmm. uh, in the locker room, FP is getting um, the bulldog tradition, which is they want him to streak. Yeah, and so they're it's just... It's his initiation. They're just chanting streak. <laughs> uh, th- this is Reggie's dad. Yes. Yeah. Played by Reggie. Reggie. Yeah. So then... Well, he's wearing bright yellow sunglasses. Yeah. Very good. And nothing else. So then Fred comes over and he's like, hey, I'll do it with you. I did it last year. For the baseball team. And and the girls, they kind of liked it. Yeah. He uh, says it got him, quote, serious cred with the ladies. Yes. So if we're fast enough, we'll just be a blur. Fred Andrews, big old dick. Yeah. 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 We already know this about FP. Alice said so last season. Yeah. They're big dick buddies. Apparently. Then they're like, okay, if you're going to get naked, I'll get naked. Let's do this. So they go get naked. And they just take off running. FP is wearing nothing but his cast from his broken arm. Yes. Uh, Cast that one of many uh, uh, references to media from this time period Mm -hmm. it's the same cast from it with the loser lover thing Uh uh-huh there you go yeah and then we are uh in detention because they all got detention because of these things in a scene that is written uh courtesy of copy and paste because this is just the beginning of the (laughs) breakfast club just the beginning of the breakfast club not just the situation but like literally we were strangers more than friends (laughs) And they're given a thousand-word essay by none other than Anthony Michael Hall, the nerd from The Breakfast Club. That was him? Yes. I didn't know that. He got very rectangular uh, since the, the mid to late huh. 80s. I, didn't, yes. I had no idea that was him. And he's playing uh, Principal Featherhead, which is a real name that they gave a person. Yeah. Uh, well, a fake name. But still, they did it. Yeah, they're in a Saturday morning detention... They got to write that note. And they have to be very quiet. He doesn't even want them breathing, and it's all quite familiar. And they're not allowed to pee. (laughs) Uh, So then we are interrupted by a very Saved by the Bell credit Mm -hmm. title title screen. Yes, yes. It's it's great. So we kind of get introduced via Alice's voiceover to who they all are. The bad girl. The rebelling Catholic. The artist athlete. One guess who that is. <laughs> it runs in the family. The ladies' man. <laughs> the teacher's pet and the political activist. Yeah, Sierra Samuels. She do- she answers roll call. She raises a black power fist. And like, I love her. I love her. So much. She's great. So Alice is talking about how she was different back then. That like her, her time with FP, there was like, she was like silly putty around him. Uh, she hated him, but she wanted him. And Betty's just like... Ugh, ugh, try not to puke. She says uh, he was a stud muffin, as stud we used muffin. to say. Yes. 
You could replace this whole scene with quotes from, uh, I guess that's why they call it the blues, because they are indeed rolling like thunder <laughs> under the covers. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I love is as soon as the principal leaves, Penelope and Hermione get to work on their essays. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Alice is carving her initials into some wood uh, around the windowsill. Yes. And then... Kevin shows up, but it's not Kevin. It's Tom Keller. It's Tom Keller, and he is dating Sierra, and he brings her some food. All these affairs go so far back. And everyone's like, what? (laughs) You're dating? How have we gone to school forever and we don't know anything about each other? And Penelope reminds them that it's because the cliques don't cross-pollinate and everyone gives her a weird look until she reminds them it's a quote from heathers so again the earliest we can be is 1989 (laughs) uh then they decide to play a round of secret and sins this is the game from uh jughead's birthday party if you'll remember yeah that had no rules then and has no rules now you just just talk everyone just unloads their shit for no good reason (laughs) At least in the breakfast club, they all shared a joint first. Sierra tells us that they've been secretly dating, uh, but it has to be secret because basically their parents are too racist. Yes. His parents don't want him dating a black girl. Mm -hmm. And I guess hers are afraid of... Don't date that white boy. Their thing might be, don't date the the kid of the big racist. That could be it. That could be it. Um, but <laughs> things. So then Hermione talks about Hiram and how her mother doesn't want her dating him. And she just says he's a petty criminal. Because he is. Because he is, yeah. Um, Although she defends him by, by saying, you know, he's, he's a self-starter that's supporting his family. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants to get out of Riverdale. And he's right about that. And Fred's like, what? He's so wrong about Riverdale. I love it here. I'm going to stay here my whole life. I could be mayor. And they're like, yeah, he does say, I could be mayor. Um, and Sierra thinks that's the dumbest idea she's ever heard. She would never want to be mayor of this podunk town. Uh, Alice calls him out on the fact that, well, it could take your whole life to decide between music and sports. <laughs> but then we find out that he's like, well, I also like wouldn't leave because I got to look after my dad. Yeah. Because his dad's sick. Like, he can't leave him. Somebody's got to take care of him. Oh, Fred, he never changes. Yeah. So then they're like, okay, Alice, it's your turn. Tell us your deepest, darkest secret. And so FP's like, oh, well, tell them about the time you lit the dumpster on fire. Because, I mean, this is a very tense moment because all of the girls know what Alice's deepest secret really is. Well, like two of them. I don't think Penelope knows. She didn't walk in during that. That's true. But like enough of them that yes. there's a lot of very like, uh... So she sa- he says that, and she's like, well, FP, why don't you tell them about how you all, tell them how you live in Sunnyside Trailer Park. Bum, bum, bum. And they're all like, what? I thought you lived a- Nope. No. Nope. He's, he's been faking his address to hide from his Southside roots, and that his dad is a serpent, and trying to get him to join the serpents. Very forcefully, one might say. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I'm, I'm not gonna- act like my dad and down a six pack like him and i'm not gonna hit my kid the air just goes out of the room and then he keeps pushing on it about how he he told him he wasn't gonna join the gang and that he wanted to be the first jones to go to college and he didn't like that too much and we get this like flash emphasizing his cast uh, and we get this, like, flash to him, like, having to stand up to the shadowed outline of his dad. I was kind of <sighs> hoping the shadow outline would be Skeet playing Grandpa Jones. <laughs> I but mean, it, it's clearly not. Yeah. It is a different frame of man. But, oh, between, like, Fred and his dad and mm-hmm. then FP and his dad, it's, like, heart-wrenching. But the bad parents aren't done. The hits keep coming. <laughs> So then it's Penelope's turn and she's like, the Blossoms are terrible people. And they're like, wait, like, you're a Blossom. No, no, she was adopted from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Nana and Potter Blossom came hunting for all of the redheaded orphans. And they picked her and she was groomed first to be Clifford's sister. 
And then, eventually, his life companion. Is it any surprise she hates Nana Blossom so much? This makes so much sense now! (laughs) So much sense! It's so fucked up! (laughs) I never, like, I get it. I get it now. It, It makes it seem intentional that there was so much confusion, like, wait. Is, is Nana her mom or her mother-in-law? Uh, both. One of, one of the other kids is like, well, I don't understand why you're still there. Like, well, they're my family. And this, this fight breaks out. They're calling out how entirely abusive this situation is. And then she snaps back to defend the people that did save her from the worst place in the world. Um, and starts ripping into Hermione's mom. Mm-hmm. And then... At, at least my mom doesn't clean other people's toilets yes. at the Five Seasons. And I just want to point out that Hermione now owns the hotel her mother used to work at. Yeah. Her mother that, as far as we know, does not speak English. She quotes her once and she speaks... And, and that quote is Spanish. Yes. Hermione's a queen. All right, she did it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> she, she It took a lot of compromises to get there, but she did it. Well, so then Hermione's like, well, my mother wasn't stealing child brides out of orphanages. (laughs) And then there's just a full on fight again. And so one Saturday became four Saturdays. (laughs) That's the punishment for being bad at detention. More detention. So we find that little by little, the walls broke down. Mm -hmm. And we get some little montages of of them slowly sitting closer together. Montages with more mid 80s. New wave. <laughs> Sharing lunch. They became unlikely friends. Mm-hmm. So on a rainy day, Alice carves everyone else's initials into the windowsill. And that's when things changed. And uh, Hermione broke into the teacher's locked drawer in the desk. Mrs. Crabapple. Yes. They, they took the Crabapple joke from the Simpsons and they just made it really blatant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, her, Hermione has to get into the drawer to free her game lad that was confiscated. Yeah. Game lad. Uh-huh. And so then they're like, oh, look. look, there's my drumsticks and oh, there's this. And then, hey, what's this? Griffin's and Gargoyle's book. Well, game. It's mm-hmm. like a whole game box. It's, it's a box set. Like the old days. And they're all like, oh, we've heard of this. I thought it was an urban legend. The, <laughs> I, I heard that over another town, someone, one kid had a heart attack and died. Mm-hmm. Apparently this is a known thing. This is like rumored. This game kills people. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, they're like, well, we should play it. Yeah. Yeah. Like teens and Ouija boards. Everybody's always talking about <laughs> Zozo and, and other Ouija board legends. Yeah. yeah. So Penelope... Is the game master. Because she is a fucking nerd and she's the first person to take up the book. And she's amazing at it. And also she's Penelope, so like she's going to be a control freak. But yeah, she's loving life, big grins the whole time. Uh, so she's, she's you know, explaining that they got to defeat the gargoyle king to get the rewards and they have to complete their quest to ascent. Mm-hmm. So they got to pick their parts. Uh, Alice is the sorcerer or sorceress. Why we gotta be so gender defined? It's the same job. I'm respecting her suffix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hermione is the thief, which she's very excited about. This is like giddy. I've always wanted to be free of moral reasoning. Girl, you have no idea. Slippery path. <laughs> uh, McCoy is the siren. Samuels. Samuels. Sierra. I don't ever use her real name. <laughs> Sierra is the Fu- siren. Future former mayor. Future, former, future ex-mayor uh, is the siren. Uh, FP is... The dead eye. I don't know why they don't call him a ranger. Like when... when I mean, spoilers, there's costumes coming. But he, he's a bow-wielding character with furs. Why are you... Was ranger taken? What's, what's the copyright situation there? Fred is the knight. Everyone unanimously agrees that he should be the the noble, crusading, pure-hearted. Yes. Knight. They're like, oh, yeah, that works. So they play. They're playing their game with their game board. And days go by. Drawing their quest cards. Multiple times later, Penelope's like, ooh, we should take this off board. <laughs> Penelope loves a good LARP. That's what we've learned. Yep. 
this quest that she puts them on, they have to pair up. And so, you know, we've got couples eyeing each other. And she fucks with that by doing cross-couple assignments. So Hermione has to go with FP, and Alice has to go with Fred, and Sierra just has to hang there with Penelope. Because the first pair to find the gemstone that she hid from Thornhill in the school has to present it to uh, uh, Lady Sierra. Yes. To earn their XPs. And uh, we also find out that Penelope did this because she's in the mood for chaos. Future quoting her, her eventual daughter. Yes, they have so much in common. FP and Hermione go off and they're in the student cafe mm-hmm. that existed then. It still has some of the same chips. They're very stale. Yeah. Uh, so he finds this like gargoyle statue on top of the vending machine. And then just inside is the gem. A 20 carat fucking diamond. You could buy and sell the school 10 times with what? And how did she get it inside? Does she have one of the little keys? Why isn't she just stealing Pringles for everyone? (laughs) So they have to like knock the vending machine around a lot to get it to fall. Because they didn't bring their nickels, I guess. And then so they get it and FP gives it to Hermione. Mm-hmm. By saying, my lady. He tips his trilby. He he went to a renaissance festival once. <laughs> he went to a reddit-sance festival. Yeah. Uh, and so then they have this moment where they're like looking at each other. Gazing. It looks like they're going to smooch. Hermione shoves him away and is all like, no, you were going to kiss me. She's like, no, I wasn't. And in the background uh, behind FP is a, a poster advertising the upcoming Bulldogs v. Ravens game. Hey! Just uh, as, I guess, a reciprocal shout-out from the same thing in in, uh, Chilling Adventures. Mm -hmm. The Baxter High Ravens of Greendale. Yeah. So meanwhile, Alice and Fred are off in another part of the school. Alice does not look very good. And he's like, are you okay? And for a moment... She almost gives it up. She almost says she's pregnant, but then she's just like, I'm lost. (laughs) And she's like, I just want to escape my life and my mistakes. And when I'm here playing this game, I am. Mm-hmm. And then when we stop, I I stop. And Fred reciprocates because Sir Frederick doesn't have a sick dad. Yeah. And like, that's really true and relatable. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's a reason there's a lot of sad brains in, in the tabletop gaming community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they have a moment. Where are my people at? And then they kiss. They do a kissing. They do a smooch. And then, yeah, we, we, we cut Princess Bride style back to the storytellers. And Betty's like, what? You and Fred? <laughs> it was just that once. It's just that once. Uh, I, I love that all these cutaways, it is clear that Betty loves to watch Riverdale. She can't get enough of these horny teens. What? She's got snacks. She's like slapping pillows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Betty lives for this show. Uh, so meanwhile, Hermione is is inquiring with Fred about what happened w- between him and Alice. Mm-hmm. He starts to talk about how playing this game and like spending all this time together really makes him think that there could be more to them. And yeah. Hermione is like, "You you should like talk to her, like really talk to her." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Okay." Joker. So we find out that they played for weeks after their detention was over. They would sneak into the school by by the windows because like Sierra would like s- unlock them, mm-hmm. so they could sneak in from the outside. And they called themselves the Midnight Club. Midnight Club. So everyone in the school's a fucking nerd. Uh, so they abandoned the board and instead they raided the theater room mm-hmm. and st- created all their own elaborate costumes from. The the costume shop. So Fred is in like a, a chainmail headpiece and like a crusader's tunic and mm-hmm. cape. FP has, as you mentioned, like furs. Mm-hmm. And he has this crown that's definitely made out of like an old coffee can yes. that's been cut and spray painted gold. And it is amazing. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. Um, Sierra is dressed like a mermaid. Yes. Because I guess she's the aquatic siren from the Odyssey. Sure, why not? Well, sirens, that's like Yeah, it's, it's the only one, yeah. yeah. 
Betty has, is kind of like a hocus pocus witchy thing. Alice. Alice, not Betty, but you know. Uh, <laughs> she just disappears into the role. Hermione has found some like knives. Yeah, she she found a pair of short prop kukri blades. And she loves them. She loves the knives. Uh, As they gallivant through the hallways, they run into a competing team of LARPers. Made up of Tom Keller. Tom Keller. Who's an elf. <laughs> He's got jingle bells on his pointy hat. Uh-huh. Hiram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dilton's dad. Dilton's dad. Who has another D name. I didn't write it down. I forgot what it was. And uh, Reggie as Marty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all dressed up, and they've apparently been playing like a week. And what I love they, is... They got into costumes after a one week. One they're week. a way more dedicated crew. Yeah. They fell hard. Well, and immediately, they're like, Game Master, give up your game or something. And like, no, and I'm Cheryl not going to do that. refuses. Um, I'm doing it now. So then... Penelope refuses. They join together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a while later, they get invites in their lockers uh, that are from the Gargoyle King, welcoming them to the Ascension Party. Yes. So they go to their Ascension Party. Which is yet another midnight game session. But this time, there's like a full suite of snacks laid out as if by caterers, including many fizzy drinks. Yes. And like, yeah, engraved invitations and... and uh, professionally printed handouts. Yeah. To to ascend, they must find and drink from the cups. Yes. Scattered about, strewn, one might say. So before this happens, Hiram's like, well, let's make it a party. And he pulls out the fizzle rocks. The fizzle rocks, which, which are drugs. And it just hit the streets. So that gets passed around. Because... Every drug in this town is some sort of child sugar treat. It's just Pop Rocks. It's just Pop Rocks. You know that Hiram is hardcore because he puts the Pop Rocks in his mouth and he washes it down with Coke. That boy's not afraid to explode. I thought it was like a beer. He's living on the edge. I thought it, either way, carbonation. We need to have like a straight up Riverdale party that's just full of like Pop Rocks. And, uh, well, I was just gonna say Jingle Jangle, but Pixie Sticks. Yeah. I guess if we ever go do another, uh, game thing, Mm -hmm. like we did before, we bring Pop Rocks this time. Uh, Fizzle. Fizzle Rocks. Fizzle Rocks. Uh, Betty doesn't do it, because she's pregnant. (laughs) She's pregnant. She she does a little sleight of hand trick, which is more Hermione's domain. Uh, but never mind. Niche protection is important, but I'm gonna Mm -hmm. let it rest. Everyone else gets high as fuck. Yes. Uh, They're acting like it's reefer madness. Like they, I don't think anybody involved in this knows what drugs are. (laughs) They're my people. (laughs) Uh, But before it gets too out of hand, Doily does uh, give kudos to Penelope for the party. And she's like, what? I thought this was you. Let's do some drugs. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, so future Alice says, maybe the drugs made us monsters, or maybe we were monsters all along. Dudes are wrestling in their leather uh, bondage gear. Tom makes a wonderful face. They're just like running and screaming through the hallways, but they do find time to to set up a banquet. An impromptu concert from the Fredheads. The Fredheads, as mentioned in season one. Um, because apparently in these past couple weeks, they've all started a band with friends. Because they were all strangers. <laughs> they, they started two, count them, two hobbies together. I love Penelope dancing it's so during good. this. It's so good. I, I do want to point out that the Fredheads lineup, if you take it forward a generation, is the same as the Archies mm-hmm. uh, in the, the 70s cartoon. It's great. You have Fred uh, playing guitar, FP drumming, Hermione just with a tambourine. Yes. And Alice on the keyboard. Yes. So they they sing a nice song. They sing Dream Warriors from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, colon. Yes. Uh, And yeah, so they're still all high as fuck. They are just 
screaming through the hallways and coming out like little banshees. And mm-hmm. meanwhile, Alice is just like, I gotta go puke. <laughs> so she goes to the bathroom and then the lights go out while bum, she's puking. Bump, bump. And she comes out and there's two cups and a coin. And on the mirror, it says, flip for your fate. And then she realizes there is writing on every single inch of the bathroom that says flip for your cup. Flip for your fate. Flip for your fate. Somebody has a lipstick budget. Yeah. And, oh, and there's also the Gargoyle King symbols. Yes. And, and so she like runs out into the hall and then she sees the Gargoyle King in Ba-ba-bum. the hall. So then she runs away. But then a door opens and it's Principal Featherhead coming to investigate the hoopla. <laughs> the hoopla, the whoop-de-doo. And she's like, you know what? I'm getting the fuck out of here. And she just leaves. Mm-hmm. Alice says that she she tried calling everyone afterwards, but she couldn't reach anyone. And then the next day at school, she couldn't find them at first. And then the principal wasn't there. But then she runs into Hermione and she's like, are things okay? She's like, wait, you didn't hear? Like FP was supposed to tell you. When Fred went home after the party, he found his father dead. Yeah, it's real not good. It's real not good. It's very sad. He was out doing a fun thing and his dad died. The fun while he thing was gone. that he does to help forget that his dad is sick for a while. He wasn't there yeah. in the end. And Fred takes it exactly the same way that Archie would. Yep. He dead. It's his fault and he should have been there and he didn't do enough. Uh when the funeral comes around, by this time the principal is declared missing. They're all at Pops for the after-funeral milkshake, mm-hmm. where Fred is beating himself up. Which I think is in the the charter of Riverdale. One must always have an after-funeral milkshake. You need to, like, shove those calories in after-funerals. <laughs> That's what the luncheon is for. The milkshake is just some oh. sort of corporate welfare to keep Pops afloat. I need to go, like, get a beer or a milkshake or <laughs> chicken wings. Yes, yes. Post-funeral chicken wings. Go watch a movie. I did that once after. That was an interesting thing. Yeah. Gotta tell this story. You know this story. I know this story. So a friend of mine growing up, mother's pa- mother passed away. We went to the funeral and the luncheon and all that. And then we were like, okay, we need to like do something to like kind of yeah. forget about things. So we're like, okay, we're going to go to a movie. So we're going to a movie in our funeral clothes. Mm-hmm. Like a group of like five of us. What movie did you go to, dear? <laughs> Wedding Crashers. <laughs> so this then turned into some people who were very confused why we were there in full on like suits and dresses and heels and all this. All black, I would assume. And well, yep. And we're like, well, we went to a funeral. Oh, sorry. Like who died? It was like, oh, we didn't know them. We were crashing. <laughs> These people <laughs> believed us. <laughs> they thought we're like yeah we thought it'd be great to crash before coming to see this movie to see if it's like the real deal mm-hmm. they fucking believed us did you also tell these strangers that there there were a few more of you but they managed to pull while at the funeral and that's why they couldn't come to, to the movie that might have happened i don't remember it's been a while since wedding crashers was in theaters <laughs> yeah and if you were to make a, a Midnight Club-style movie about today, you'd probably talk about Wedding Crashers, because that's how out of date the song choices are. <laughs> Frustrates me. Um, well, at Pops, mm-hmm. Alice says tells them that she saw the principal there. And they Pen- don't remember this. And Penelope instantly says... You didn't see anything. Yeah. You're not going to say you saw anything because if you say anything, they're going to instantly point the finger at the doped up kids that were in school when they shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Which is a very good point she makes. It's true. Back at school over the next couple days, uh, I was talking about how everyone had a theory, but suddenly it was impossible to ignore because there were a whole lot of flies. <laughs> and then the janitor. Who is not Svensson. No. Pre-Svensson. What did I always want to call him? Spencer? It's Spencer. It's Janitor Spencer. He opens Jughead's condo (laughs) under the stairs. His his little Harry Potter uh, room. And you know what happens? The principal's dead body falls out with blue lips. Blue stained lips. He's a lot of colors, to be frank. Yes. Oh, and there's also like the Gargoyle King symbols carved into the door. Yes. 
they are now like meeting up in their classroom. Because they got to do something. And and Alice is like, okay, he had blue lips. There's poison in his system. There was blue liquid in the cups. Which one of you freaking poisoned him? And they were all too fucking stoned to even do the quest. They don't know anything about the cups. They don't know anything about somebody in a Gargoyle King costume. They think it was her. And she's all like, Fred, come on, you'll go to the cops with me. Because it's awful convenient of her to be the one that that left early. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Penelope's tearing into her. She's like, well, you're the one that invited us to do this. And she's like, I wasn't the one. Like, I don't know who set that up. That was all there. Mm -hmm. And so they're all just like ripping into each other about who to blame. So the only thing to do is to, to form this pact that we learned about. Uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, none of them will ever speak of this day, and they'll destroy the game and scatter its pieces to the winds. So they're all going to spit in their hands and shake on it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to burn the book and hide the cups and shove stuff in Monopoly games. And Yeah, Sierra volunteers to handle the dice. <laughs> like, yeah, way to take the easy route, Sierra. <laughs> Then again, a lot of this stuff is flammable. It's not hard to get rid of. You can just, like, put the dice in a trash can. <laughs> no one will ever find it. And no one will know. You could also just, like, I don't know, leave the game anywhere and be like, I don't know what that's from. Is Mrs. Crabapple not concerned that her, her treasure trove has some missing items? Apparently not. Maybe she hasn't that, had to confiscate anything recently. The real cover-up is killing Mrs. Crabapple. Yeah, where's she been? Right? That's the, the sequel episode that has the Boy Meets World style intro. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, we're, we're back with present day Alice and she's like so we went our ways we find out that Fred sold his guitar and gave up his dreams of being a rock star and started breaking rocks with the family business oh the poetry of it all the catholic school girl she made the first in a long line of compromises yes as she gets her first uh pearl necklace and I'm speaking non-euphemistically from Hiram Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. the euphemism came earlier. Uh, and he, he tells her not to worry about where it came from. She just deserves nice things. Eh. Eh. And then uh, Romeo and Juliet took their curtain call, being uh, Sierra and Tom. And they, they both pledge to wait for each other as uh, Tom goes off and enlists in... ROTC? I, desert <laughs> Storm, I guess. Is that is it that part of the early 90s? I, uh. I just thought he was in ROTC and she was there and they were just like, hey, our parents kind of found out and we got to like pretend not to date now. <laughs> but e- each of them pledges to wait for the other and one of them broke that first. Yeah. I don't know. And then the game master becomes the pawn and, and Penelope is just in like Clifford's arms. Like, I want to live... At Thornhill. Forever. The outside world is scary and evil. And too dangerous. Too dangerous. Uh, F- <laughs> Which I think fits so well. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about this later, but I, I yeah. like Penelope's ending a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, FP, you know, gets his Southside Serpent jacket. He hangs up his Letterman jacket and in like one tracking shot then gets, it a, gets a beer handed to him from his dad. Yeah, and then just him sitting there on that sofa in the trailer. Not filling out a FAFSA. Drinking it. Or or any applications. The biker girl traded her leather for big lies. And she's she's now in this, like, tweed blazer. But but, pink. But pink with a mini skirt and pink tights. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey there, Hal Cooper. Do you want to go get a malt? Do you want to have a lot of sex? And hey, you didn't do well in health class, did you? I can fudge some numbers and you you will not know. We were in the same health class. I don't know what they told you. (laughs) Uh, So back in present day, Betty and Alice are talking. She's like, well, if, you know, he died, who poisoned him? Mm -hmm. Almost ruled a suicide, but it must have been a member of the Midnight Club. We were the only ones there. The only ones that knew what was going on that we were playing in the first place. The killer must have meant for one of us to drink from those cups. He was just accidentally there. 
which is the scariest thing. One one of these people that you know, one of your friend's parents tried to randomly kill who knows who. They didn't even know who. Betty's, of course, like, I have more questions. And Alice is like, just say you won't play the game. Uh, she she talks about how this game, you know, it, it gives people permission to to hurt one another and themselves. Alice, let, let me be the first to assure you that game design technology has come a long way. Uh, just looking at things like lists of uh, uh, GM agendas and, and, and player agendas or... or Practices like drawing lines and veils, or or even uh, accessories like the X card, go a long way to to making role playing a, a safer and more positive experience. I have no idea what the fuck you just said. <laughs> so Betty's like, well, the the whole school is playing this. This isn't something that's just going to stop. Right. Also, I saw the creature, the same creature you saw. Mm-hmm. What if it's the same person? Betty decides to do a little investigating to make sure that her mom's story is true. She's got to check the physical evidence. Finds the initials. Mm -hmm. She finds the cups hidden in plain sight, which is the trophy case. If you're destroying the game, smash them. Put that shit in a thrift shop and watch it be gone forever. Forever. Or, I don't know, a trash compactor under a bowling ball. You could put it lots of places. And anyway, there's some factory in Taiwan cranking these out. Betty rushes off to the bunker to to meet Jughead to tell him all about what her mother has told him. And she's like, all excited to see him. But then From now she, on, can we call the bunker the sex hole? The sex hole. She rushes off to the sex hole. Okay. So she gets to the sex hole. Uh-huh. And inside the sex hole. Yes. <laughs> tell me what's inside her sex hole. Not her sex hole. I don't like this idea the anymore. Sex hole. This was a mistake. Inside Jughead sex hole. Inside their sex hole is uh, Jughead with Tony and Cheryl and Sweet Pete and Fangs. And they are playing the game. It's a very crowded hole. And when he sees her, he's like, he just freaks out. And it's like, it all makes sense. It's all clear. I'm level three. And it's only a matter of time till I ascend. And then I get to beat him. And Jughead is... Like, he's going, like, weird creepy on this. He's wide-eyed. He's manic. He's twitchy. I th- I think... I think he did a little... <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the paper, but it seemed like he did a weird snake tongue. <laughs> he is a parcel mouth. It's true. I think it's just the cocaine that Cheryl brought to share, because she's a good friend. <laughs> they found some fizzle rocks. You know, some people, they... they Pitching for pizza for game night. Cheryl, it's all about the cocaine. Just like, here's some meth. We're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. That's how I hang out with my friends. I feel like a goblin. You are a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of the episode. So, darling, what'd you think? Okay. There are so many things I really liked. Yeah. And really loved. There was one thing that really irritated me, but we've covered that well there, enough. There was one thing that really <laughs> irritated me. And that was how quickly they just decided to end the game <laughs> and get rid of it. It was like, okay, we're making a pact right now. And I was like, wait. How many things have you done that almost killed you and then you tried again? Darling, how many medals are hanging on that wall from races? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think seeing the bloated, decomposing corpse yeah. of your principal is very different from having remarkably sore legs for a few days. I just feel like it was a little fast. Or maybe I was just expecting more death mm-hmm. before they gave up. Like, one one person dying seems so minimal compared to what we're dealing with now. That it was to... a simpler time back then in 19... Well, and it's more so from, like, all that they were saying, like, about... Like, the way FP reacted to it. Like, when he found out Jughead had it. Yes, yes. It was much more extreme as though, like, think, like, serial killer type situation to me. Right. I will give one more uh, justification, Mm -hmm. see if you like it. Mm -hmm. I think the big fear is the fact that there is an active killer, Mm -hmm. they have no idea who it is, and all of their favorite suspects are people very close to their children, their children's best friend's parents. Yeah, like, when you look at the bigger picture, if you focus on this idea that it's one of them that did it, I think I'm having a hard time dealing with that being their whole mentality of it. Yeah. Because 
paranormal. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> um, that's part of it. Like, well, if it's really, they really just think it's one of them mm-hmm. compared to like something really that they can't control. Yeah, yeah. It, it just feels a little like disconnected for me. And that just might be my own like hopes and dreams of what it was. <laughs> but outside of that, Outside of that, like, scene where that's, like, what they decide to do. I loved, like, seeing them, like, the kids as the parents. Yes. I loved some of, like, the acting choices. Like, Cole Sprouse, Cole Sprouse has a really FP. good Skeet Ulrich oh my, it's impression. Him and then K.J. Appa with the, his face, mm-hmm. the way Fred's face is. That, that furrowed brow. Very, very, very Luke Perry. He was like changing how he holds his mouth too Mm -hmm. to be more like Luke Perry's mouth, like that. And just so good. The the side by sides of like Imagine Amic in Twin Peaks Mm -hmm. to Lily Reinhardt today, Mm -hmm. they are really spitting image. Especially once you get you know the the makeup van involved to like actually make that effect. I'm sure they had pictures of Twin Peaks and Scream up on the the vanity when. They, they were doing their thing. I really liked seeing this, like, development mm-hmm. of how they kind of became who they are. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, my favorite scene in the episode is when they all exchange their Midnight Club costumes. Mm-hmm. Not, like, their gameplay costumes, but, like, Fred's blue shirt. Yeah. You know, for their adult costumes. He puts on an unbuttoned flannel. Yeah. Right? And everybody dresses like the the adults we know in that uh, Alice series taking of the suit jacket, right? And uh, her a very season one Alice look. She doesn't look like that lately. Yeah, but, but that like <laughs> the idea of who mm-hmm, she is, mm-hmm. it's it's really good. Do you think that she wound up? With Hal, because he seemed like the most gullible of the boys in Riverdale High, because <laughs> I can't see any other reason. Yeah. I mean, we already know he was brainwashed once. Why yeah. not try it again? Why not? He's susceptible to that kind of thing. This episode reminds me of something I said at the end of season two mm-hmm. about how there's this theme that all of the kids are better than their parents. And I love that this sort of drew another line that the parents are all better than the kids' grandparents, too. Yeah. Mrs. Gomez sounds like a lovely woman, uh, a a very good mother, probably the best parent we've heard about on the show. Yes, yes. But so so some of them are may not be ethically better, but it, there, there's no question that uh, Veronica clearly has a, a more privileged life laid out for her yes. than Hermione did. Yes. Which it, it ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> FP may only be a good dad when he's locked up, but that's still a lot better than he got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's heartbreaking because he he knew mm-hmm. like how bad he had it and he wanted to like be better and how excited he is to see jughead writing yes or putting himself on a path to get out of riverdale Mm -hmm. and like all of the heartbreak he has whenever he gets like pulled in with penny for instance you you can see that it it's his dream deferred that he thought he had a second chance at too yeah oh fp you tragic boy it's it's just there's just such great character things there Mm -hmm. and it was just fun. It was, I mean, it was fun to, like, see those characters interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. There, there are times when, like, I gush over episodes like this or the anthology in early season two. It makes me worry that maybe I don't actually like Riverdale because I like it best when it's not itself. <laughs> well, I think it's because they have so much fun with it. Yeah. And they just let themselves try things. And then I realize that, yeah, that's when it's most itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the show is truest to itself when it's doing something new and breaking boundaries and just trying something for the fun of it. Well, I f- those things I feel like stand out so much more because it is what they don't normally do. Yeah, you know, if that's what we were seeing week to week, we'd be we'd probably find it mm-hmm. not as exciting because it is just the norm. Mm-hmm. But it's a chance for them to step outside of that box and challenge themselves and have fun. And like, you could tell during this episode, they were all having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> they, they got those fantastic costumes. I love it. Yeah. 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 Whose costume would you want to wear? Alice had a pretty good stick. I'll say that. that oh, like costume costume. She had, with? she had, 
Oh. I I was thinking regular like aesthetic, but yeah, we can go with their character, like their game costumes. I mean, I would wish that I dressed like uh, uh, Alice, her regular clothes. Yeah. But I know I dressed like that uh, unnamed extra in the background wearing a, a striped rugby shirt. Yeah. Because I have pictures from 19... And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of their... Them as uh, teenagers. Mm-hmm. I'd also want to dress like Alice. <laughs> but I would have totally, in real life, been Penelope. Yes. Because I've seen those pictures too. <laughs> but like that's when I was like seven. I got it much better and more together in high school. Mm-hmm. Got much better. Mm-hmm. But their game costumes? You'd wear Tom's. The elf? <laughs> I think I'd be the elf. You would love to be the elf. I Maybe. I think I'd want to be the elf or I'd want like jug or FPs. Mm-hmm. Maybe some combo. Multiclassing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One, one question I have. Uh-huh. So Jughead says he just achieved level three. Mm-hmm. In the Ascension party, while reading the the uh, quest card, they mention once you ascend, you'll reach level three. What kind of game only goes to level three? <laughs> That's so unsatisfying. Quick one? I don't know. They want to kill as many people as they can as quickly as they can. I guess. <laughs> so, darling, let, let's uh, get back to the future. Okay. Which is also something they could have referenced because it came out well before. This episode was set. What are your predictions? So so Penelope was being groomed yes. to be Clifford's life partner. I like that they got the guy who played JJ mm-hmm. back to be young mm-hmm. Clifford, too. Which is great. What if, though, it's like it wasn't Clifford? What if it was Claudius? What if it was Claudius or something? What if there was like a weird b- brother thing and she was supposed to be for the one brother and then they like were like, no. You have to be with the other brother, and like or, all her hopes and dreams are crushed. What if the two of them did some like Jacob and Esau steal your brother's birthright shit? Yeah, yeah. Or or what if? Well, she only was ever seen with the one brother. What if she never knew there were two for the longest time, but they would like go in and out and pretend to be each other? She's just living in the world's darkest, cruelest Mary Kate and Ashley movie. Yes. Okay. I'm just thinking like there's some crazy ass like thing with the twins there Mm -hmm. and how she was like bought as a child bride for one or both of them what if she was supposed to be with both of them with with twins is it called a symmetrical spit roast is is there a name for that what if she was supposed to be with clifford but she was actually in love with claudius and then claudius actually did kill clifford Mm -hmm. so they could be together i also like the prestige i think that's a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Spoilers. Okay, we, we learned a lot about the first rate of these murders back when it was just murder singular. Mm-hmm. So uh, let, let me run through a few thoughts about okay. that. Alice clearly believes is one of the teens, a member of the club, mm-hmm. to set up yet another killer parent. How many seasons can we have uh, poor old ex-Sheriff Keller as a suspect? So that's why it has to be paranormal. I was going to say... We can't do the same thing again. First, I think just the way they set up, it's a little unlikely it's one of them because they were all high as balls. None of them could have done that. None of them were in the right mind to set that up. I I think what we're going to see is that it was somebody from outside the club. What I'm afraid of... What if it's Hal? What if it is Hal? What I'm afraid of is that like the, the least satisfying thing is it's one of the parents... That hasn't been a character before. It's Dilton's dad. It's Reggie's dad. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah. I want it to just straight up not be that. Right. I don't want it to be apparent. So now that I've done all this framing, let me tell you what my real prediction is. Okay. You know who else has a kid in this current generation but would have been younger before? Edgar Evernever. Yep. Yep. Ah. Cult in the woods. Cult in the woods. <laughs> it's all coming together. And who beats like the the drum of Satanism more than you know fringe religious leaders? What if 
the farm for all of its new age hippy dippy framing is actually something more akin to evangelical Christianity. The the kind that believes witches are are absolutely literally real and you should be terrified of them. Yeah. 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 Going with this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is all freaking connected. Come on. <laughs> and if it's not, it either has to be something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Like, just a straight-up gargoyle king. There's a lot of episodes left in the year. Cannot be a parent. I'll be very annoyed. Not one of the parents we know and love. And better not, not be one of the ones that's implied but never parent. on screen. Because that's so unsatisfying. That's just annoying. Well, it's not a prediction. But what I would love is something that gives us a little bit more of the parents' transition history. Yeah. I want, like, another episode of this that's kind of like, and then what? Yeah, you, you want a college catch-up <laughs> episode? I want a college catch-up. You, you want to... It, it would be fun if this was like the fringe 1985 thing or it becomes an almost annual tradition. Yeah. Uh, It'd be fun to check in on them every so often <laughs> and see like what's going on. I think I, I they, they definitely re- left room for that and like nobody becomes another person overnight. But if it doesn't happen, I think they did enough. Yeah, like, they, they don't they have to. clearly showed how this traumatic event set them on the path. And you can fill in the blanks. But it would be a lot of fun to see those blanks. I just want more parent secrets. Yes, yes. I just want to know. Do you have another prediction? There, there will be another flashback episode, but this one will be framed as... Um, the grandparents. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That'd be so good. <gasps> let's just Madeline go. Madeline as Nana. Let's just go back. Yes. Yes. But then let's also go back like Every, four generations. Everyone's churning butter for yes. some reason. We're like Puritan New England. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of them's a werewolf. It's just the backstory to Jughead the Hunger. Yes. Yeah. That'd be great. No, but but the back to present uh, uh, framing story will be Jughead listening to FP and hating it. It's like Lily is clearly a stand-in for the Riverdale fans. Mm-hmm. The next episode, whatever teen is listening, will be a stand-in for the for the haters. Dab on your grave, fuck the haters. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, let's move on to what we know is going to happen. Our next episode is called The Great Escape, mm-hmm. named for. One of the great war films of all time, you know, Steve McQueen and Donald Pleasance and Charles Bronson and the whole gang escaping a German POW camp. So I take it Archie's going to try to escape. Probably. In the trailer, we see him strapped down to a prison bed being taunted. And in another shot, the the warden is like inviting him to a, a fancy, fully dressed meal. And did I see Joaquin smooch him? Joaquin smooches him. Also, Archie, Joaquin, and, and all of the, the prison gang is is running from something. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's most all the prison action. But meanwhile, on the outside... Uh, Jughead is all in that game. He's falling in deep, seeing symbols repeated. Investigating. There's a motorcycle chase, and uh, Betty's watching her back while she's wearing her serpent leather. Lots of shots in the pit. Oh, the sex pit? Sex hole? The, the fight pit. Oh, fight pit. Punch pit, sex Punch. hole. So confusing. So many pity holes. You never want to give somebody a pity hole because they know it and you know it and it's awkward. <laughs> Just give them some fizzle rocks. Oh, yeah. Every- in, in their pity hole. Everybody loves a good reverse fizzle rock. <laughs> Down fizzle rock. Down fizzle rock. But yeah, the the outshot, the button on that trailer mm-hmm. is uh, Veronica showing up to Archie uh, in a dress and a big old blonde wig. Again. I guess it's Again. The, the back. It's backwards of Betty in the black wig, Veronica well, in the blonde wig. Oh uh, yeah, because I mean she's already been in the blonde wig. Right. It, it's but her disguise to get through. Is she showing the, up for the like prison sex time? A conjugal visit. Is that what they get in juvenile detention? It's what you get if you're good enough at uh, rigging the warden's fights. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. So, yeah, we will see you next week with that. And for now, that's at our regular scheduled time. Yeah. 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 I hope you enjoyed uh, our time travel bonus in the meantime to to tide you over. I did. Did you? Yeah, I had a lot of fun putting that together. Have you listened? No. Okay. 
But yeah, I had a lot of fun putting that together. I hope you checked it out. And if you didn't, you're missing out on a very important announcement. The Swords and Serpents Club character sheets are done and available. I, I linked them in that episode's description and also this episode's description. I would like to thank Aaron Wolf Samurai Roundabush for uh, putting all, all of the, the work I did into a usable... Uh, attractive format for you to play. Uh, these characters were made in the 13th Age system, which is a great D20 slingin' adventure game. And the good thing is, you get to come up with your own quests and adventures instead of reading them off a card. I don't think Penelope's a real GM. You heard it here first, folks. It was her first time. Don't be a jerk. It was also her second and fifth and twelfth time. She's only working with one material. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a it's a system that shackles the game. There's also a set of uh, monsters for you to use. I had a lot of fun putting these characters together. Even if you don't play, you might enjoy reading them. Because I tried to imagine the sort of RPG characters the TV characters would make, but with an extra bit of self-insert so that it would be more recognizable as mm -hmm. them, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and I think trying to walk that line between what parts of themselves would they put in, what would they consider a power fantasy, and what would they have fun pretending with, I think some fun characters popped out the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Do check those out, and I encourage you to uh, play with them if you get the chance. You can check out uh, The 13th Age anywhere games are sold and they also have an srd that's a system re uh, reference document it's an open source game so you can just go online and see all of the rules and look up what all the powers mean and what all of the keywords do and and all the stuff like that but it's a really good game you, sh you should try it it's fun uh, and with that, you can leave us a rating and review mm -hmm. on iTunes, on Stitcher, on your podcast listening device choice. Yeah. Yeah. We love them. Uh, you can also tell your friends. About how awful and satanic we are. About how you heard somebody in the next town over listen to Sex Archie and had a heart attack. How we are banned. We are banned everywhere. Mm -hmm. They will not let you listen to this in schools. I mean, they probably won't because it's of our title. That's why I th I'm pretty sure CW Riverdale and Archie Comics will not retweet us. I mean, I did make a joke about spit roasting a few minutes ago, so yeah. 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 You can also follow us on uh, social media. We are sex underscore Archie. And before we let you go, I should remind you that uh, Aaron can be found at patreon.com slash wolfsamurai. He makes a lot of original content, not just prettying up the, the stuff that I hand off to him as a, a kind favor. Thank you very much. And with that, I'm Lena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie, Bizzle Rocks. Please.